Atlanta was one heck of a weekend, man. Long drive. Well, not eh, semi-long drive. Long drive? I drove it all. I know. I was in the car. Still cramped. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, we got two weeks left in the season. There was some wild stuff going on placement-wise and the drum scores and the sub-captions. And I, I don't know what. We have our predictions for finals of like percussion placements and then we kind of did like a hodgepodge overall core finish stuff but i really wild there's a lot of flip-flopping going around a lot of ground being gained by a lot of cores in a lot of areas it's it's wild this season yeah i was first of all super thankful that it didn't rain all day it was like grim there for a little while um but the traffic was nuts because apparently it was like a luke holmes and a kendrick concert and so we were like oh we're going to be late, but the rain delayed the show enough that we did not really miss um, many, many groups. So that was awesome. And yeah, the lot. Great to see live drum corps since 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last yeah. time I saw it, finals 2019. So to feel live drum corps that just the drum lines just hit you in the chest was very, very, I don't know, heartwarming. Yep, it was good to feel it. Feel a bass line again, just like punch you in the gut. Right in the chest. Right. It was good times. But uh, all right. So before we get yeah. into this, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini. And with me as always is Evan Wall. And make sure you head over to LoneStarPercussion.com. Use the discount code Aged Out. Save yourself $10 on any order of $50 or more. They've been a sponsor of the YouTube channel and podcast. Head over to YouTube or podcast services, vice versa, wherever you're listening. Go check out the reaction videos on YouTube. Um, clips from the podcast, all that good stuff's over there. Uh, check out social media, Facebook, Instagram, never miss an update. We're going to post our ranking predictions like we do every year on an Instagram post. So if you want to see them in writing, uh, go follow us over there. And I think, uh, did I get everything? Yeah. Uh, also before I guess we get into just some of the meat of this, wanted to shout out and thank everyone who just walked up to Mike and I and said, Hey, and introduce yourself. Um, people who are supporters, listeners of the podcast, the reaction videos, the channel. Really appreciate it. It's always pretty surreal uh, to meet fans in person of the podcast because right now we're just talking to each other. Uh, but definitely appreciate everybody and just the love and support. Uh, it's an awesome activity. It's it's an awesome just thing that we all love, drums and band and guard. And it's, yeah, really appreciate it. Yep. Always a good time. Uh, it makes it real for us, kind of, when we meet people like that. It's like, oh, we see, like, we get views and stuff and likes and comments and things, but it's like, that's, we know it's actually people, but it's like meeting you all in person is super cool and like, oh, there's actually, like, that's the person behind X, Y, or Z. It's Yeah, and I guess, too, like, um, before, just to give everybody a little bit of insight in some of the conversations and comments we've seen and gotten um, and things Mike and I are looking forward to in the future, We've talked back and forth about uh, maybe opening a Discord channel um, just so we can interact with people more. And then also we've talked back and forth about like Twitch streaming stuff so we can maybe do some live reaction videos with some people and allow people to just send us stuff. Um, I don't know, just fun ways to interact with people so it's not quite as one-sided all the time. Yeah, that's something that we've been tossing around. We have a couple other types of content that we've been tossing around, but... We're not going to get to that until after this drum course season. There's too many prediction podcasts to make, post-finals reactions, more few. We finally have a Blue Knights video and a Phantom a Regiment Phantom video. video. Yeah. So look out for those reactions probably by the end of this week. I'd guess we're recording this on Monday, August 1st. So 
I would say this will go up tomorrow, Thursday. We'll try to have one of those two out. And right. the other one will probably be out on Sunday, um, Allentown Day 2. So be on the lookout for that stuff. All kinds of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. But I say Let's we go. just talk about <laughs> Atlanta first. Like what what things surprised us? Who was better than we thought? We'll do we'll kind of recap our weekend first of what we experienced in person, and then we I say we then get into here's your predictions, here's my predictions. How do they differ? Is there a caveat to certain placements and blah blah blah? So, what was sure. the biggest like? We so we got to watch Phantom, we watched Cavaliers, Cavaliers. we watched Blue Stars. We blue devils, blue, coats, blue devils, blue coats, um, a little bit of crown. We could and... not find Vanguard for the yeah, life. They of us. snuck off. I we looked for them and was like, "Where's Vanguard?" And they were asking other people, "Like, where's Vanguard?" No, um, they must have like gone off in the cut and warmed up on so, their own. I don't know where they were, obviously, but I know the equipment trucks were really far away. Like the logistically, the first show of all, was the terrible. show sites sucked. Yeah, yeah. Logistically, they had everybody crammed. All the buses with members. In, in the same small parking lot, and that was the warm-up zone, too. So yeah. then they had the equipment trucks under, like, the sidewalk. You walked under the highway back towards the stadium and had to go there to get all your equipment and then bring it all back to where the bus is to warm up. And I have a hunch Vanguard just went and got their equipment and warmed up by the equipment trucks, like found somewhere over there yeah. is my guess. They were probably like, we're not screwing with this. It yeah, was walking it was back and forth and wasting wack, time so. and yeah, it's we couldn't find them. So unfortunately, we did not see them live. But uh, I think I saw. Have there been any videos that have come out of them uh, from this weekend? I don't think so yet. Uh, I haven't seen any. I've been watching other stuff. So, but I was a little yep. surprised they didn't have it at like I know Mercedes Benz was taken, but I figured maybe Georgia Tech would have been a bigger stadium and like just bigger parking lot because they were trying to cram all those all those buses and equipment and drum lines in the same lot and yeah it was kind of a nightmare but yeah digress yeah um, so i guess let's just go through the order of who we saw people so phantom was the first one warming up when we, we walked up um impressions thoughts um i haven't seen a single video all year so it was pretty fresh and pretty raw <laughs> it they play well. It's just inconsistent. Um, I think part of that inconsistency is, and this is all personal opinion, of course, they're just trying to hit the drums too hard all the time. Their quad line um, and uh, friend of the podcast, TJ Shaquette, seconded this or kind of pointed this out. He goes, their quad line has the hardest, loudest taps I've ever heard and seen. It looks uncomfortable. And, it, and then I paid attention to it, and I was like, that is aggressive. Like, those taps are not messing around. Yeah, it it just seems like sometimes that forces the hands to do things that they don't naturally want to do and creates tension yeah. in, like, the palm and in the back of the hand and stuff. Like, I feel like if they took, like, 5% off the top, um, things would just be more fluid and more natural. Mm -hmm. When you have nine dudes playing snare drum, five dudes playing quads, five dudes playing... And bass drum that know how to hit the drum like you don't you don't really have to play that hard to project sound so no uh, and, and we all know like more important vanguard does not hit the drum very hard compared to other groups yet they're still very loud because it's balanced yeah. and blended and the sound waves just project it's like sonority in the horn line like if you're playing in tune it's going to carry more 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that they were really good. Just I know they are coming out of COVID and they've been battling and trying to find their stride again. So it could be part of it, just getting back into the groove and getting that momentum. But it was just a little inconsistent um, from rep to rep. So I'm sure they're just still trying to find their stride of like, hey, we finally have all the people back in the drill and back in the line now, and the person that I'm used to standing next to me is now standing next to me again. Um, so yeah, I take all that with a grain of salt. Some cores have been har- hit harder by COVID than others, and Phantom is one of those that's really been dealing with it off and on, dealing with members going in and out and missing rehearsal for five days, then coming back, and just trying to be consistent with that is just very difficult. But yeah, that was kind of right. my opinion on them too. They Inconsistent. They'd have one rep where it was like really muddy and the next very next rep was like 80% better. So right. it was just very hit or miss and again that kind of that kind of tracks with members in and out dealing with illness and stuff. So I'm not giving them an out for it, but it kind of is to an extent and it's just like nothing you can really do about it. Um I I ex- didn't think they were going to be as good as they were. I expected less. And so I was pleasantly surprised is like the simplest, succinct way for me to put it. Pleasantly surprised. All right, I'll move on to Cavaliers, yep. which we saw next, which was a pretty uh, stark contrast of playing style yeah. uh, from coming from the Phantom lot. Definitely not hitting the drum too hard. Um, first of all, a very well-tuned ensemble, yep. uh, snare quads bass just all the way around, which pays dividends as well. And they played some really, really great low-end roles. Some of those just cold attack roles were really in there. They have really good... It's Dude, of course, Jay Bricks has them all using the wrist like to the max, um, getting that wrist turn in there. Um, I think overall, they are really good, but another group just kind of finding their stride (laughs) post-COVID hit. Uh, I feel like they got hit by a hurricane, I'm sure. So just some inconsistencies, more in like the low end stuff, just with like timing and coming out of space. But they have that one part where it's just like a metric, a chill, like chum, jigadigadum, jigadigadigadum, and it's just like the singles like gradually speed up, and like you could tell like the initial attack would just be like a little out, and then they'd lock in. Yeah, usually... so just getting some of that stuff dialed back in. Yeah, to me the biggest thing was the overall battery sound was really good. When it was good, it sounded really good. Like, it was very locked in, balanced, blended. Like you said, the tuning scheme was great. Um, Each player was playing with good quality, with a very similar technique, you could tell, and hitting the drum the same way. Whereas, but there was a lot of individuals randomly just ticking. And now that's a level above, oh, we played a role and the whole thing was muddy. It's a different kind of dirty, where... If, the, if it's more than one person, it's going to just sound very, very fuzzy. If it's one person sticking out of a blended sound, it's kind of just going to flick you in the forehead, just like, oh, that guy missed that attack, or that person ticked this first left diddle on that roll or something, or played a little too loud. Like That's a next level of clarity, and that's, to me, right. why I think Cavaliers are better than Phantom, and the scores reflect that. Um, oh, it's yeah, I don't think that's even close. They're at the but. point where the baseline is very good. And they're at the point where it's a bunch of little stuff, individuals just kind of popping out randomly on one little thing here, one little thing there. So we'll get to where we have them in our overall placements later, but I, I expected them to be good 
and they were good. So two thumbs yeah. up. Not much else to say for me. I like the writing. I like the book. Yeah. Sometimes just, I want just a little more, uh, like just some, a little, like a little more sauce or a little more beef. Like the snare thing that they have that they've kind of changed and beefed up. Um, like more of that. Yeah. Some of the writing seems <laughs> to be like, weird just for the sake of being weird rhythmically. And I, like, I, I like think, that. I definitely I, like that approach. But like you said, I want more meat and potatoes. I do get it thematically as well with the show. Like, uh, mm-hmm. The time is now. Yes. Like, there's all this metric modulation and just like space control and time control. So, from a thematic standpoint, sure, totally understand. But as, there are times where I'm just like, I know these kids can just like bring it. Like, I just, yeah. I just want it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I feel like I'm a broken record with that comment because I've said that about Broken City. I've said it about a bunch of a bunch of lines. Like, some of the some of the unique writing can just get kind of redundant. Like anything can. If you do the same kind of stuff for a long period of time, it's going to get a little redundant. So from a personal taste standpoint, I would like a little more sauce, but you're right. The book writing style does fit the show. It makes sense. It just gets a little overdone to me, to my personal taste. Right on. Yep. The next group we watched, I would say, you asked earlier, the surprise, someone you thought was better, was definitely the surprise of the the day Yeah. for me, which was the Blue Stars. And they... man, it sounds way better in person than it does on video. Um, Dude. And the Suede Max does sound better in person, yes. although coming from the Cavaliers lot to the Blue Stars lot, both playing on Yamaha drums, both playing on Remo heads, Cavaliers playing on the regular Black Max, the, they don't sound as good. They just don't. They sound better in person than they do on video, but it still doesn't sound as good. So I'll, I'll, not die on that hill, but I'll plant my flag pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, Blue Stars were a massive surprise. I didn't expect them to be bad, but we walked up and like, dude, they were nailing some tough space, some dude, tough, those, like, intricate figures. Drags throwing in there, that stuff, and yeah, throwing that left that left double in between those two rights. The rights are just going. They had that everywhere, and and they. They can play and it. managing the space through those like, shots, like check it, check it, yeah, check those it, pings. Check it. I was just like, I was just like, Whoo. they manage space very probably well, probably just as good as anybody I've seen. Yep. So I would agree with that statement. They were, um, just again pleasantly surprising, like Phantom was, but even more so. I thought their quads were better than Cavaliers. Uh, yeah, yeah, their quad line was was solid. Uh, uh, I, maybe a little more ticks, but seemed like harder vocabulary. I don't play quads, so <laughs> take but, that with a grain of salt. Yeah, it. But it just looked like it. Not. I won't say looked hard, but just looked cooler. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, so we're we became very big fans of the Blue Stars uh, as an alumni. It was really cool to watch, and it's crazy how. The same drum corps. I guess it has been twelve years now since I marched Blue Stars, but it's evolved. It's evolved. Like it's so. It's got. It's much more. Obviously, it's a West Coast staff. So it's and that started when Eric Shriver took over uh, in like the fourteen, fifteen, well, whatever and, range and that was. John was there for a little bit. John Mapes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just cool, like to go back and think about how we played and what style we played in two thousand ten. And it's all. It's just cool to watch a core you marched in evolve. And we actually that was something we talked to Colin about. Colin McNutt about later that day. 
just like watching a core evolve over time and it's really cool so uh yeah blue stars were great uh from there i think blue devils were who we watched next well we tried to go find vanguard after that uh yeah we couldn't we couldn't, we couldn't find vanguard <laughs> so um, we came back to bd we couldn't find vanguard this blue devils i'm pretty sure i feel confident in saying is the most improved battery from day one of tour to now like they've made the most largest yeah, improvement yeah. I mean, of anyone I mean, obviously, we made that reaction video, and we had some pretty bold I feel statements. Like, I don't want to say bold. I feel like accurate. Uh, well, I mean, okay, but fair. they were definitely Blunt. not. Blunt they were definitely the right not favorable. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely not favorable. Uh, but it, it I feel like blunt. anybody who went back, I feel like anybody who went back and watched that objectively could be like, "All right, they're not wrong." But just seeing them from then to now was definitely like, yeah, these. They've been putting in the work. They've been listening to the information. They've been processing the information. Uh, the kids have gotten significantly better. Uh, the quads are legit. Very good. Their quad line. The Very quads good. and bases. I think the snare line is the weakest section of the three subsections of the battery. The quad line, I think, is the best. Currently, the, yeah, yeah. Currently, right now, their quad line's very good. I mean, BD usually has a very good quad line, but and, and I think the quad line was probably the strongest section in the early season videos we watched too. So just on brand for the blue devils, amazing quad line. And man, they have that one Spock roll. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of that, like kind of battery moment phrase where it's just in the pocket in the space. Oh man. It's just punches you right in the face. It's so good. And they played it so well every time they repped it. So I really enjoyed watching BD. We caught like the second half of their exercises and I'm, I looked over at you immediately and said, Thank God they're not using those system blue drums anymore. Yeah, I think that I I would say that they're probably enjoying not using them too. It's just it was a thing that was tried. I, it was a good idea, just didn't quite pan out the way everyone hoped. So the Ludwigs sound way better. Um, and also kudos pro- to Ludwig. They project more. They sound better. Like yeah, kudos to Ludwig breaking back out onto the the scene. Um, I thought the drums sounded really good. So it was really cool. Yeah, I was a big, I'm a fan of the Blue Devils this year. I, I said it in our original reaction. Like, I like the writing. It's a lot of really cool phrases. And to their credit, because, like, one of the things I said in that first video was that they went after it. You could tell they were, the even if it wasn't clean, the approach was there. They were going after it 110% every rep. And I was like, as they get better, and their ears, their ears mature, and they get more comfortable with the phrases and the drill and the body and just playing in the environment together. Because they're going after it to the max, that's going to make it that much better once the hands and every and the maturity catches up as a drumline. Yeah, that's something. Not to compare the Blue Devils to high school kids at all, but that's just something I've always preached in private lessons or teaching high school drumlines or any drumline yeah. really. Is like from preseason or early season like we have to develop the approach because if the approach is integrated into everything we do we're just going to clean so much faster and we will not have to clean things twice um so that's i mean yeah they've always had that approach and didn't seem like confidence was lacking so even no, if it was they were not faking it until they made it exactly um, and they've definitely made it they're still like there's still ticks for sure. They're, oh, they're yeah. a lot. And there's a, I, there's I, a good amount of ticks in there, but they got two weeks. So I would say the same thing about them that I said about Cavaliers. 
when it's good, it's very good. But they're still yeah. they're at the point just like Cavies are. I think they're better than the Cavaliers. I will put yeah, that I out think, there. But yeah, they little, have more like dexterity and just like just the book yeah. itself requires still more development in the hands and comfort yeah. level to be developed over time in rehearsal. There's still a bunch of like, oh, that one snare drummer missed that attack or popped out of that roll or didn't didn't push all the way to the end of that phrase. Like it's or that quad player did this or it's just it's individuals, little tiny things. The baseline yeah. is good. Same thing I said about Cappy. So uh, I'm I, I still don't like the bass writing personally. The I don't think is that it weird. Sh- I don't I don't the think feature... that it highlights their capability that well. In that feature where they have those like super fast lasers and then yeah. there's like that I don't know what the rhythm is, but it feels like a five lit like split up. An eighth note five. I feel like even if they play it perfect, it's never gonna feel right. Yeah, I've seen that bass feature in like five different YouTube videos now across all of tour up to this point, and I'm it just never feels right. Settled. I it don't doesn't know. It feels just... settled in the pocket rhythmically, and I don't know if that's just the way it's written or they're still not nailing it because the rhythms are just really complex and difficult, but. Something about it just never sits right with me. I think it's staged so far backfield too that they just have to like, like we're gonna have to play the shit out of this in order for it to get heard. Like, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah. But all right, so BD. Then we caught a little bit of, of Crown. Blue Coats. Well, Blue Coats. Um, uh, Blue Coats was next. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and they played about an hour of exercises. Yeah, so many exercises. <laughs> so many exercises. I mean, and they're dichotomy. cool. Yeah, in dichotomy to what I'll talk about in a minute. I'll bring yeah. it back. But just so many exercises. I could not imagine learning that packet and how much time I'd have to spend cleaning the exercises. <laughs> it's a lot. But on the topic of the quality of the Blue Coats playing, I think, and I mean, I have them up very high in my end too. of season rankings. I think they're very good. I think the snare line's very good. Um they still, like, I mean, at the end of the season for a lot of the top groups, it is your baseline's very clean and blended and random people are popping out with individual ticks. I think they have less of them than, like, the Blue Devils or Crown or Cavaliers. So that kind of gives you a hint at where I think they're going to finish. Um, but I think they're very solid this year. It's a very good year. They've also, I think they were down two snare drummers. One of them actually walked up to me while watching BD. I guess he, was, he had a mask on. He was just like... Hey man, nice to meet you. I listen to the podcast. He's like, I'm in Blue Coat Snare Line, and uh, I just got out of quarantine, so I'm not performing tonight. But I just got cleared to like go back into the world, I guess, for lack of a better way to yeah, put I it. Yeah, I feel like there was. I feel like they were all nine playing the exercises, but then they didn't all nine play the show beats. Yeah, maybe, maybe they maybe... all nine weren't going to be in the show. Exactly. So like, hey, we'll, we'll let you get back into the routine of warming up, but since you're not playing tonight, don't play the beats. Exactly. Because but... I was confused too. We saw the warm ups, and I think it's the two on the end, the girl and the, and the guy standing the one right, stand right next to her. Because I, I watched them, all nine were there for the exercises, and then I thought about it exactly what you just said. Oh, they haven't been rehearsing for five days, and today's the end of their quarantine. So they're like, hey, you can warm up with exercises, but just chill during the show and the show music so makes we'll sense makes you, sense work you back in and he did i actually talked to him for a few minutes he said that the battery or, or the percussion at blue coats like dodged covid while it went through the re- rest of the core and it took till now to like get to the percussion section so they're just getting hit by it really within the last week or so i guess a lot of horn players or guard were getting it previously and somehow they dodged the bullet and now it's going through them a little bit so uh, next, we saw a crown for a little bit. They're 
they're same COVID. story. They're not just not just COVID, but just general sickness. I know we were talking to some of their staff. It's like it's not all just COVID. Some of them were just like got the itis um, with like other stuff. Yeah, I got the toritis. Um, seems to happen every year at some point. There's just you go through the south and some folks get sick, <laughs> uh, flu or stomach bug or COVID. Now is in there, but yeah. So yeah, they're down a couple quads. Um, they had been down a bass drummer, a snare drummer. So caught a little bit of like their subs and stuff, and it sounds good. They're just working back into it, like similar to Phantom and the Cavaliers. Is there's some some inconsistencies here and there. Um, just not. They have holes out in rehearsal. I know talking to Travis and Dan, like, well, it's like we haven't had a full battery in two weeks during rehearsal. So it's like, well, yeah, like there's some of those things are reflecting in the playing. So yep, yep. So they got two weeks. Um, we said it in our reaction video earlier season. We love those guys over there that teach there. The approach they have to everything, the writing's cool. It's just getting back in the swing of things. We'll see what they can do over the next two weeks and uh, try to get some semblance of consistency down the stretch, and we'll see what happens. All right. And then the last group. <laughs> that we watched, and man. This was basically what we devoted our whole day around, was making sure that we caught Boston's lot. Yeah, that was pretty much the goal and the main reason, because Evan's not going to make it to finals. He has a trip that came up that him and his wife are going to take, but I'll be in the lot. So if you see me finals day, I'll be there in the afternoon through Boston warming up, basically. Um, I wanted to go in. My original plan was to go in and watch the show, at least like the last four or five groups. But then when I saw the schedule for the Southeast thing, the Atlanta show, I saw Boston was going on last. I was like, well... I guess I'm not going to the show because I'm not going to miss this lot. I'm just not going to do no, it. No, it's um, if you have a chance to go to a drum corps show that Boston is at, you need to go watch them play. Watch them warm it's up. It's an experience. It is some of the highest quality drumline playing I've ever been in front of. There's I've still some little ticks occasionally, but the quality and the approach and the t- just the whole package, the energy level, the writing, it is one of the best groups i've ever the ticks sat are in front of the ticks are so minute it's yes. like it's forgivable especially you, you, you just especially care. when you put into context like how hard the music is and what they're playing um and then like when they would do a second rep of it there was no they like they ticks are gone like it's out like all right second yeah. rep nope it's out it's gone yep. all of them are fixed i even as soon as we walked up and uh and we saw them in snare subs, and we we're just watching them warm up, play uh, triplet roles. I was like, "Yeah, no one else sounds like this." No, there's so much velocity in relaxation, in the motion, and in the sticks that no one sounds like that. There, I I compared it to. So the first, what stood out to me the most about that is there was a flow and a maturity, a maturity to the way their hands were moving and hitting the drum. Like, there's something about the fluidity and there's still velocity behind everything, but it's all just, just dynamic contrast and accent tap, just like flawlessly, not 12 inch accent, three inch tap. And there's the hand stays relaxed the whole time. There's no forcing anything. It's just, it's probably the most relaxed Colin McNutt's drum line I've ever seen, but they're still playing just as loud in harder notes than I've ever seen. I, 
I can't really explain the experience. Like, I, I was pretty awestruck sitting in the lot. I was giggling like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, just and- watching them play this stuff. And we were talking with Colin beforehand, and it just seems like the vibe is all there. And they're so focused on just those kids and those members just, like, really having a good experience and throwing down and like hey like we can only control what we can control and we're just gonna go out and we're gonna be freaking phenomenal and it'd be hard not to have a good time (laughs) doing that because they're so sick but yeah yeah it's it was a good time that if you have the opportunity to go and they played like three exercises that were (laughs) they warmed up in subs and they came back and played like the like three lot tune exercises the putted a one they have reds roomba and they played legatos, then they played spanks, and then they played red Roomba. Yeah. And in subs, they played like triplet rolls. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. We're not right. reinventing the wheel here, but yep. Get the hands moving, get them warm, play the book immaculately with pristine. It's probably quality. the best. It's probably the best drum line I've ever seen in person in my life. Uh. Dating is... back to like Phantom 06. Yeah. And I, I actually have seen Cadet 05 live too. I never saw Cadets 05 live. I never saw Blue Coats. Oh, I did see Blue Coats 08 live, but I'd say this line's better than Blue Coats 08. Um, I saw. And, I never. I never saw Cadets 13. Um, and it, put this in perspective, like when I watched like Phantom 06 and Cadets 2005, like I still had in March and I was still in high school, so everything sounded like the amazing. most amazing thing in the world to me. Yeah, and this. With my current knowledge and probably more harsh critique of groups as I'm watching them, this is still the best thing I've ever seen in a drumline. Yep. It it was amazing to sit in front of, and I can't wait to see it again in two weeks. It's so. a bummer that we didn't get to see SEV, but yeah. this is just like I hate to group this SEV with all of them, but like I've seen so many Paul Rennick lines that. This Boston line is better than any Rennick line I've ever seen. Yeah, I so. I think I get behind that. And we say that with, even though Rennick has his style, and you can always tell, you can close your eyes and walk up to a group, tell it's a Paul Rennick book and tuning and all that stuff. That's not to take away the level of quality they're achieving too. Vanguard, and we'll get to that in a minute, Vanguard is still very good. That was Pearl Drum? <laughs> yeah. Those, they sound fantastic. Yeah, and the and the matte black finish, dude, it was crazy. They did that drum feature with those matte black drums. They had their hood up and those black uniforms. Like the, it was dark out. There was like one telephone pole light that looked like it was just left on at the park or something. I was like, this lot is just just doing it all for me right now. And the coolest part was the last rep they did. It started the lightning in the distance in the background a little <laughs> bit, and it just added to the whole atmosphere of like badassness. I was like, this yeah. is, I, we took, we have a video we uploaded. If you haven't seen it, go watch the lot video we took. Uh, five is one marching arts channels. Got a really good lot video as well um, from that night. And the, I was, I'm very glad the lightning was picked up a little bit and it, I didn't know if it wasn't his, but it's in ours. It's just like added to the whole atmosphere and it was just so cool. Yeah. Just a killer experience, a killer environment. And it was, it was also really cool to meet Colin and talk to him and, hug it up and all that but we'll uh we'll get into our predictions now so yeah Yeah. i i have done predictions of 
All right, this is the caveat for anyone listening. It's based off of, I would say, majority of drumline knowledge, because that's what I'm good at. And it's under the assumption... Well, no, I won't even say that. But I'm factoring in what knowledge I have, like, about front ensembles, like, and what I've heard, and, like, this group has a really good front ensemble, and typically, like... So these predictions, like... Don't go crazy and get all pissed about it. So it's some of it has to do with like what I think related. will happen and what I yeah yeah. So yeah, it's primarily uh, drumline based. We're assuming the fronts are relatively the same skill level or scoring batteries. at the same clip. I guess yeah. we'll say yeah yeah. I also did an overall for core, which I can just run that down at the end. But yeah. So um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? And also all, for the record, you did all twenty, right? I didn't. I have nineteen groups in mind. <laughs> I have, who left, did I forget? Uh, Guardians? Is that world class? No. Did you leave no. off Genesis or Jersey Surf or somebody? Jersey Surf's who I forgot. That's okay. the one I left off. So, uh, for the record also, Evan has not seen my list, and I have not seen his. So, we'll see where we differ and no. where we agree. Um, I'm going to type yours up as I go, too, so I can we'll – like, we'll document them. We'll share them. Yeah, it'll be on the Instagram. We'll, it'll be on the Instagram as a post. You'll be able to see um, in writing what we, what we think might, might play out here. So – uh, I mean, I'll go first if you don't if you don't mind. Are we? Gonna, do you just want to go give your twentieth, and then I'll give my twentieth and nineteen, nineteen, eighteen, eighteen, or what do you want to do? Uh, see, I bracketed mine kind of like I have a I have an order, but they're like oh. bracketed within like to where here's where <laughs> I think, but if they like flip flop within this small subsection of the groups, it wouldn't shock me. So let me just go through mine first, then you can go through yours. Well, no. Nah. Go like, go through your brackets. Like, don't do okay. them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. That way we can right. kind of keep track. So we'll start at the we'll start at twenty nineteen and eighteen. Uh, I right. forgot Jersey Surf on here, but I would have them in this this last three bracket uh, with Academy and Genesis. So I'd probably put Surf at twenty, Genesis at nineteen, and Academy at eighteen. Is like that last bracket that I've got. So twenty okay. Surf, nineteen Genesis, eighteen Academy. Okay, so my 20, 19, 18 would be Surf, 20, uh, Genesis, 19, and then I had Madison Scouts, 18. Mm. And part of mine are just like not – are just kind of how I think it will shake out towards the end too. So Yeah, and I will say I did reference Lightski's two shows in a row a little bit with some of these bottom half of the groups to be like – because I haven't okay. really seen a lot of Crest. I haven't seen a lot of Academy – I did pull up a recent video of all these bottom groups um, just to give you a frame of reference when I was making this. But yeah, uh, I have scouts a couple places higher. I've got okay. Pacific Crest in 17 and scouts in 16 with a caveat. I think Crest might be the better battery, but I think scouts will end up beating them on the score sheets at the end. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I, I definitely think that scouts... Pacific Crest has a better battery, but so yours, my seventeen was Academy. Okay. Yours was Crest, and then mm-hmm. I had Pacific Crest in sixteenth, where you had Scouts. Okay, gotcha. So moving from that, uh, I mean, we I can talk. We I mean, I think Pacific Bank. Crest might have one of the best batteries they've ever had. I mean, I don't know a historical reference of Pacific Crest batteries, but they're pretty good this year. <laughs> Based on my knowledge of like usually in their that. I, I never hear much about them, and this season I've heard some buzz about them. So I would want to go out on a limb and say kudos to those kids. 
Uh, I think this might be one of the better Pacific Crest lines that have ever existed, so good for them. Um, Before you give your 15, so once I got past 15, 14 and up, like 14 to 9, it's I feel like it's a free-for-all. Dude, 14 <laughs> so, to 8 was so hard for me. All right, we'll what's to, your right, next? So Do you have another was, tier? Uh, 15 is uh, alone alone by itself on an island. I've got Music City in 15. Same, yeah. same. I have Music City in 15. I think they're having a very good summer. Um, I We reacted to them, if you haven't seen that yet. It's a cool book. They're playing really well. The largest drum line in DCI. They have like a tom line. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely <laughs> is the largest drum line. Yeah, cymbal line and a tom line. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, okay, so this is where things get really dicey. And yeah. I, it took, so I did 15 through 20 very quickly. It was super easy. One through seven was super easy. And then I like moved groups around between eight and 14 as I watched various videos from the past seven days to be like, all right, well, I saw this group here and all oh, this video is actually pretty good. They've gotten a lot better. This eight through 14 edited, is going to be yeah. where I'm the most interested to see how this shakes out. I, I feel like they're all nine. very close. I edited my nine through fourteen like four or five times. Yeah, same here. They're, the problem is they're all like a seventy to an eighty out of a hundred, if you were to give them like a grade. So it's like on any given night, somebody could pop off and play a little better than somebody else. Like it was all tough. Right. So do four, two. All right, two. so do two. Well, this uh, next like, bracket has three groups. Barely... In it. The next bracket has three okay. groups in it. All right. And so before I say this, the there's one more caveat with this little grouping. This is the part of it where I put them where I think they will finish the most, not necessarily who the best drum line is in that grouping. Same. Same. 14, okay. I've got Blue Knights. Okay. 13, I have Colts. 12, I have Crossman. That's the next bracket above Music Ooh. City. Hold on. You said Blue Knights. Followed Colts. by Colts at 13, Crossman at 12. Crossman. So... So you got Crossman in the finals and then Perk Caption. Yes. Um, I will say, I'm going to go on through my next four because I need to talk about this for a second. No. Fine. Hold go on. ahead. What's your 14, 13, 12? All right. So 14, you had Blue Knights. I had Phantom Regiment. Okay. Uh, 13th, you had Colts. I had the Blue Knights. Okay. Uh, so kind of flip-flop those. And then 12th, you had Crossman, and I had the Colts. Okay. So it's funny you have Phantom at 14 and Blue Knights at 13. One of my, my caveat was, in terms of clarity and cleanliness, I think the Colts and Crossmen are cleaner than both Phantom and Blue Knight's drumlines. But remember I said, I think this 100%. is how the scores are just going to end up on finals night of where the co- the percussion section's finished. But I and agree we're with saying, you. We're saying and cleaner, and obviously that we're, we're, we're watching drumline videos, we're watching people in person, but we do... We do recognize that there is front ensemble. Yes. People's like people always post like you guys know there's pit right and like yes we totally yes. totally we, get that. We both march drum corps. We know that is a thing that exists. Um, but yeah, so it's funny. I just put where I think they're gonna actually finish. But I agree with you that I think Crossman and Colts is probably are probably cleaner than Phantom. But I, I think Phantom think is gonna, gonna finish, finish ahead of them. Huh? So, I still think that Crossman and Colts will finish higher than Phantom, but we'll see. I hope they do. But I'm more of a pessimist with this a little bit, so that's Dude, the kind Colts, of approach I took. Colts roasted Phantom tonight. Really? Yeah. If I had seen that, maybe I would have changed my tune. So uh, I might be. Uh, well, I made this list before face. I saw it. Okay. 
I made this right. list like eight hours ago, and, and I just looked at tonight's score. So one of the iterations of this grouping of groups, I had Crossman and Colts above Phantom, and then I kept looking at score, how they'd all been finishing, and I was like, well, I just think Phantom is is going to beat Crossman and Colts in the end. I just think they're going to be ahead of them in the drum caption, but we'll see. I did not, I did not see this before I did my my predictions, but Colts tonight beat BK by point five and Regiment by point seven. Nice. I Pretty this sick. will be yeah. one that I will be very happy to get wrong. Not because yeah, I hate yeah, Phantom, but because I think Crossman and Colts are playing very well this year. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's it'll be interesting. All right, yeah. here we go. Keep going. So then I have eleventh place Mandarins, tenth place Phantom. This is the next the next bracket has four. So eleven is Mandarins, ten is Phantom, nine is Blue Stars, eight is Troopers. Okay. Um, I'm typing these in just a second. All right, so in 11th, you had Mandarins. I have Crossman. Okay. Um, 10th, you had Phantom Regiment. I had yep. Mandarins, so we just kind of won off those. Mm-hmm. And then we flip-flopped these. 9, you had Blue Stars. I had Troopers. 8, you had Troopers. I had Blue Stars. So we just What's funny those. is at my, my first iteration, Blue Stars were 8, Troopers were 9. And then I went back and watched some videos, and I was like, I don't know, Troopers sound pretty good. I think, think Troopers content is going to carry them over Troopers. Blue Stars because content, you mean? Blue Stars content yeah. is going to carry them over Troopers. And see, I went with clarity. Just because it's it's, and I and that's this is assuming that Blue Stars like do get some ticks out. So yeah, this is I went with clarity we'll as it stands right now. I think Troopers will be cleaner on the field than Blue Stars are. I hope I'm wrong they're, they're because I like. I think they're cleaner right now. Troopers. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. do think they're cleaner right now. I, I agree. So that's why, and again, I had Blue Stars in eighth place in one of my orig- early iterations of this. It's it's so funny how you and I have, like, for the five iterations of this, probably had every group in every one of these placements. So, I, it's honestly, this is going to be the most fun competitive area of the scores to watch because right. it's a dogfight. It's going to be like, who plays the best that night is going to beat the other group. And, like, it's... It- and it's gonna be cutthroat getting into finals. Yes, very much. So, so some of these, like, like I don't know if triples will make finals. So we might have to look. I know that could just screw us the right there. Semi-final score to see look, where they rank. We probably yeah. will, honestly, to see if we got it right through like fifteenth place. Um, right. So yeah, you and I were in agreement. The troopers and blue stars were high on in the overall field of, of groups uh, eight nine. We just had them switched. Um, yeah, so moving on, this is another one on an island by itself. I think cadets are solidly in seventh. I have that too. Yep. I think I think they are – their book is not super difficult, but they're playing it very consistently, and they're very clean. From what I have seen, and they're just cleaner and more consistent, and the sound they produce, the sound quality of the drumline itself, gives, comes off as more mature than the other seven groups from eighth through 14 that we just did. So I think they're – by themselves, yeah, they're um, in seventh. I think they're going to yep. finish seventh. Um, not much more else to say. I'm a fan of them this season. I, so I would I would say there's a gap between them and in eight nine for sure. Yeah, and I think there's a gap between them and sixth. So uh, now we get to the part that was well, pretty. Uh, I don't I know don't, how big of a gap. You're right. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, know. I'd. I'm as a cadet, <laughs> as a youthful hopeful of drum corps, watching cadets all the time. I would love to see them jump up to sixth. I don't, I, obviously, my ranking, I don't think it's going to happen, but 
I'd love to see it. I'd love to be wrong on that one. So uh, sixth place, these top six was very easy. I typed them in within two seconds, and I was like, yep, here we go. So I flip-flopped mine around. <laughs> I have... So these are each three different brackets of two groups that I think are in a fight with each other, essentially, for fifth and sixth, third and fourth, <laughs> okay, and first okay. and second. So sixth, I have currently I've got Cavaliers finishing sixth, Crown finishing fifth. But I think there's a very, very real possibility Cavaliers jump Crown by finals. So I, about three hours ago, had Crown sixth and Cavaliers fifth. Yep. Um, and then I flip-flopped them, and I put Cavaliers sixth, Crown fifth. But... Crown feels like they're losing momentum right now, and Cavaliers mm-hmm. feel like they're gaining momentum right now. 100% so agree. So I could very easily see Cavaliers jumping the, them in percussion and finishing top five. Yeah. 100% could see it happening. We'll see. Those two are definitely in kind of a, a battle of fisticuffs, if you will. Um, all right, moving on from that, this is another one just it's like gonna, those two. It feels like we're going to have these the same right now. Yeah, Blue Devils is fourth. Blue Coats is third is what I have. And I think those could flip-flop easily. Um, They're both very good. Whoever ticks less is probably going to be third. Um, They both have a really good sound quality. They're both playing cool stuff, difficult stuff, uh, playing really well. So we'll see what happens there. And then did you have the same third, fourth? I did, BD4, Blue Coats third. Yep. Yep. And then, so, the pessimist in me, I have them on my sheet here. Drum roll. Boston first, Vanguard second. Although, I, I left it this way to be hopeful and optimistic. But I, I think there is more than a 50% chance at this point that Vanguard wins a fifth drum title in a row. Like, more than a coin All flip. Right. As much as I love Boston's drumline, as a pessimist that just watches the sheets and looks at the finishes, I think Vanguard is go- probably going to win again. I hope I'm wrong, so... I I have the same thing. I have Vanguard second and I have Boston first. I hate to say this, but I feel like people are just creating intrigue and drama for something new to happen. Kind of similar to what happened in 2016 like or what, what happened in 2008 where Phantom Regiment just like worked their way up and won. Although Boston's been pretty consistently in the top two. Mm-hmm. Or... In we were, were me and Mike are in a group chat with uh, George Collins and Robert Martinez, uh, the guys who run the Drum Corps Coffee Shop, and we just like to talk about stuff and throw things out there. And George had brought up the year that a different group won percussion every single night, prelims, quarters, finals. I know 2015 Blue Coats won one night, or no, not Blue Coats. Cadets won a night, Vanguard won a night, and then obviously BD won a night, and BD ended up because of the average winning overall and i feel like this year we could have something similar to where boston wins a night vanguard wins a night maybe blue coats win a night or bd wins a night but like it'll be interesting look the better thing about 2015 was that at least they had double panels so there were six judges that ultimately crowned the fred sanford winner two percussion judges each night. I wish we still had that. Um, unfortunately, we don't. I don't know why people say cost. Like, oh, I can't afford judges, can't afford judges. Like, well, if you can afford to double up the GE panel every night, then you can afford to double up the percussion panel for all three nights in the regionals. That's seven judges, 
total on the year. Prelims, quarters, finals, Allentown twice, Atlanta, and San Antonio. That's seven judges. If you're telling me the DCI can't afford that, then they might as well fold. Um, yep. I'm, I can get behind that statement. But so the Vanguard thing, I feel like a lot of people are suffering. Their ears are suffering from just not wanting the same group to win for the fifth year in a row. So I, I think Boston's incredible. I think Vanguard is also incredible, despite kind of just being a Rennick line, as we've said before. And that's not a bad thing. It might be a little redundant at this point, but it's not a bad thing. It doesn't take away from the yeah. quality of playing happening out of the Vanguard battery and the Vanguard front ensemble. Like there, you, you have the to. Things there's some I, biases going on, and people are, people people get tired of the same groups winning all the time. But you've got to acknowledge it's still amazing, and the quality yeah, is so it, high. Like if they ended up winning. I, I couldn't sit in my chair and be like, they didn't deserve that. Like, they're, they're still no, extremely no, 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 no. good. So you have to you take no. it with a grain of salt. I'm a very competitive person. I'm rooting for Boston, but I still stand by. It's more than a coin flip chance right now as from what I'm seeing from scoring when they're at the same show. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they're going to be at the same show again until finals. Is that right? Correct. I mean, they'll get judged by the same panel. At Allentown. But they will but not be, be back to back nights. again. Or like same night um, until finals. Until so prelims. we're not Yeah, we're not really gonna know. But here's my thing. So I've heard some people say like uh Boston's like the heavyweight hitter and Vanguard's like the musical artistry and I'm like, okay, I do completely get the musicality that Vanguard plays with as a percussion ensemble, but other groups play musical too. Boston plays musical. They play the shit out of some like decrescendo rolls and triplet rolls out to the gut edge, and like they have space and they have nuance and they have this touch and finger dexterity. It's, and I would say that the variety of content that Boston's drumline plays is exponentially beyond what Vanguard's playing. And one person said, it was like, well, if you handed Vanguard front book to any other front book, to any of their front ensemble, they wouldn't be able to play it. It's like, okay, you want to make that argument? I would stand here and bet my house that if you gave Boston's book to any other drumline, they would not be able to play it. It would take them a long time to develop the dexterity and the chops. They would not be able to play it clean. Quality. Vanguard could not play Boston's book. Period. Boston can play I Vanguard's think- book, though. If you could, and I don't think you could say the other. Yeah, I don't think you could say the other statement. That yeah, <laughs> I don't think you could say that Boston couldn't play Vanguard's book from a drumline standpoint. Yeah. So it, it just it's gonna depend on like what you value. It's gonna depend on obviously how the kids play. They're gonna have to throw it down. They're gonna have to be consistent all three nights, and it's gonna depend on who's on the field judging. <laughs> so, yeah, there is a level of subjectivity to all this at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, for sure. So, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. I, it'll I hope, be interesting. Like I said, b- to back up for a second, I think Crossman and Colts are cleaner than Phantom and Blue Knights. I think Crossman and Colts will finish higher than Blue Knights. I I think Phantom will end up beating them on the scoring sheets. Uh, but if you end up being right and Phantom's thirteenth, I will not be upset that I got that one wrong. Um, yeah, 
and then Boston yeah. Vanguard. I I'm just I got Phantom I'm, in 14th. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have Phantom 14th and Knights 13th. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, and you just telling me Colts just beat Phantom and, Bo- and Blue Knight Phantom by like point seven. Yeah. Who was on the field? Who was the judge? Jeff Brooks. All right. There you go. Jeff is not afraid to call it as he sees it. Nope. Most of those guys, most of those guys most aren't of afraid them to are. call it as they say it. I mean, there, there's been a lot of diversity in placements night to night between different judges and people just giving their like honest that. opinions, and I love to see it. So it's really cool. But, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my overall predictions? Real yeah, quick? yeah. Throw that out there real quick. It's been about fifty-four right. minutes, much longer than we thought. So we'll mm-hmm. throw this out there and then wrap this up. Twentieth place, Jersey Surf, Genesis Eight and Eight or not 19th pacific crest then i got academy music city in 16th scouts in 15th troopers bk just outside of uh finals for me and then top 12 crossman colts mandarins ninth place phantom blue stars cadets then we got the cavaliers vanguard carolina crown i think i think blue coats are going to pass crown again um blue coats third bd and then i'm 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 throwing out a boston uh world championship there which if boston's if gonna have boston, to win drums i think for then that to happen if boston wins drum they're gonna have to win drums their guard's gonna have to beat bd's guard in order to get the spread and they're gonna have to take like some some ge captions somewhere so yep we'll see it's gonna be a fun two weeks folks uh be on the lookout for we got Phantom and BK reactions coming since we have a video of each of them to walk to do. We obviously will have our post finals podcast that comes out. We're going to try to be doing um, like we did with Rarick and Mac last season at the end, kind of reacting to their groups with them. We're going to try and do that again with those two, plus a few others. Hopefully Colin will come hang out with us. Um, see if Tom, Tom Monks wants to hang out with us for an evening. And uh, yeah, we got a bunch of cool content planned. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, check out LoneStarPercussion.com. Use that discount code. Get yourself some new sticks or a pad or something. Save some money. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Check out the podcast on YouTube and all the other cool content. And you got anything else, Evan? I did buy two pair of those Macintosh sticks, and they both feel fantastic. I played with one of those pairs this weekend. So I stayed at his house Friday before <laughs> driving to Atlanta, and I can reinforce that statement and back it up and say they felt great. So there you go. <laughs> So other than that, I'm good. Yep. All right. We'll see everybody in the next one. Peace.